ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time for What Do You Call It Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of What Do You Call It Podcast. My voice has gone a little bit because England beat Germany yesterday in the Euros. So it's coming home. Um, but it's not stopping me from interviewing today's guest, a true legend of pro wrestling, one of the longest reigning United States champions of all time. He was the Russian nightmare. Please give it up for Nikita Kolov. How are you doing today, sir? You all right? Good day to you, sir. And great to be with you. And you're you're a football fan. I just yes, think I, I just am, learned. Right. <laughs> Nice, nice. Well, you probably won't appreciate this, but I'm a, I'm a Manchester United fan, just in case you know. Wow, that's a good way to kick, the, uh, kick start the show. I mean, I do support <laughs> Arsenal, but I mean, Man United, I've got no issues with them. So that's, wow, I didn't know Good, that. good, good. <laughs> the UK listeners are going to love that. Congratulations on England's win over Germany. Oh, it was just mind-blowing, really, because last time we played in the Mates tournament, we lost to and then it was a dodgy, went over the line, but to beat him 2 0 at home, like, you know, I'm smiling here to here, lads. I just can't help I, I, well, yeah, you should be. Congratulations. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's awesome, mate. It's good. It's very, very good. So I want to know, how are you doing today, sir? You know, I'm, I'm doing great. It's, uh, it's, it's been a busy year already uh, in 2021 for me. I'm taking a, a little break right now. It, which gave me time to, to inter- do this interview with you. Uh, but uh, gearing up for a, a very busy uh, second half of the year in 2021. Ah, good, mate. Good. I hope it, um, it's a success for you. So I want to kickstart this show by talking to you and asking you, how did you get into the wrestling business? Yeah, it's, a, I think, a unique story compared to, to many of the others. You know, a lot of the guys, even as I've heard their stories or mm. – been on interviews with others or, or just, or just know their story that, you know, they, they grew up, you know, as a kid, maybe dreaming of being a pro wrestler um, for some of them, you know, like Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. I mean, obviously their dad, the American dream, mm-hmm. uh, Dusty Rhodes, you know, was in the business. Um, talked to a friend of mine uh, the other day about Bob Orton Jr. Well, Bob Orton Jr.'s dad was a wrestler. His brother was a wrestler. His his son, Randy Orton, is a wrestler, right? Mm. So a lot of these guys, George, um, you know, that was kind of their, that was their focus for me as a kid. Weightlifting, bodybuilding, American football was was my passion uh, mm. and my dream. And eventually, to kind of fast forward, eventually, I get a phone call from someone who I actually recruited out of high school into college football who eventually went into pro wrestling, who then turned around and called me and recruited me into wrestling. His name was Road Warrior Animal. Oh, and with, and, and with, with, uh, with that phone call, I had a, I had a conversation, a five-minute conversation with Jim Crockett Jr., who was, who was uh, president of the NWA and, and owned uh, Mid-Atlantic Wrestling in North Carolina. And I explained to him, I said, Mr. Crockett, you understand I have no amateur wrestling background. I have no professional training. I've never been in a ring. He said he understood that, George. I showed up in Charlotte, North Carolina the day he said to be there, and he literally 
introduced me to Don Kernodal, Ivan Koloff, the world tag champions, put me right on television for interviews, and then the next night put me in the ring for a television match with, with no experience. Wow. Wow. Just, I didn't realize, like, it was, you know, just here you go, straight onto TV sort of thing. You know, with- right, it was like throwing, yeah, like just like throwing right into the fire. Like, hey, mm. hey, I hope you survive, you know. But uh, yeah, but that's that's how it started. And then you would survive and go on to have a successful career. And I want to talk to you about the career that you've had because uh, fans still talk about you to this day, including myself. Um, I may not have watched it in the prime, but thanks to the WWE Network, YouTube, and various sources, I can now go back and watch classic wrestling, which included you. One thing I like to ask is. When did you, basically, when did you discover you was going to become a Russian? Well, fr- really from that phone call with uh, Road Warrior Animal, because what he, what he explained to me was uh, that, that when they approached him, they, they basically asked him this question. Uh, and when I say they, it was Don Kernodo, who was Ivan's partner. Don Kernodo and Sergeant Slaughter were the originators of the idea of a nephew for Ivan Koloff, who was known as the Russian Bear. And he had already had a pretty storied career in wrestling in the 1960s and 70s, and now in, into the mid-80s. And, and they came up with this idea of a nephew, and Don approached Ivan and asked this, uh, excuse me, approached uh, Animal and asked this question, do you know any big guys who wouldn't mind shaving their head and becoming a Russian? And Animal goes, I know the guy right now. I played college football <laughs> with him. So right out of the gate from the first phone call, I knew if it worked out that I'd be the nephew of Ivan Koloff and, I, and I'd be this, this and I eventually didn't know, but I'd become the Russian knight. Awesome. And I want to ask, because I think it's become a lost art and it's a shame. How difficult was it for you to maintain kayfabe back then, especially back then? It, like, I just want to know, uh, especially speaking Russian outside of the ring and, you know, I just want to know what was the process for all this for the gimmick to work, basically. Well, and, and obviously it was different back then, right? There's, I mean, there's no internet. I mean, they mm. were they were what they called, uh, I think they had like what they called dirt sheets or whatever, uh, um, a guy named Meltzer or something like that who used to write things up, and but people have to get that in the snail mail, right? There, mm. there was no email, there was no internet, uh, none of that exposure. So it was actually, I, I can't imagine trying to, uh, maintain that persona, keep keep it quiet in today's world mm. versus back in those days. So it really wasn't all uh, super difficult. Uh, it was a mindset. So I, I set my mind, if I want to protect this character and build this character and get it over, this is what I have to do. Yeah. A- and and so that's what I did. I talked very, you know, hardly very little outside of the car I drove in or the dressing room that I, you know, got ready for matches or, or the home I lived in um, and to protect the business and protect my character. Mm. No, I actually respect that. I mean, I think with the internet these days and I think I just don't see much effort anyway, other than like a few wrestlers, everyone just wants to be the best friend and playing video games. And, you know, I'm, I'm just moaning about today's wrestling, but uh, that's why I enjoy well, the old days. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think, and obviously the way it's been exposed, so to speak, that it's entertainment, right? Um, I mean, the fans, the fans realize that, hey, there's writers, they write the matches, they write the scripts, they, mm. they kind of write everything out. I mean, in those days, Crockett didn't even want us 
like if I walked into a gym and my opponent, if Magnum TA was in the gym, I walked back out. I didn't stay in the gym and work and work out. I waited till he left mm-hmm. and came back later or went to a different gym. For the most part, I didn't ride in the car with uh, when I was wrestling Lex Luger. I didn't I didn't ride in the car with Lex Luger. It wasn't until he and I were on the same side that I would ride in a car with him. Mm-hmm. I didn't eat at the same restaurant, you know, as my opponent, as Ric Flair. I mean, that that's how it was then. And that's what I believe, you know, really protected the business back then versus, yeah. you know, how it is now. No, I agree. I, I still think, yeah, I mean, the dirt sheets and online, I just want to see a bit more effort these days. But, you know, it is what it is these days. Um, I want to go back to someone you just mentioned, uh, Road Warrior Animal, but I actually want to talk about the Road Warriors, um, Legion of Doom, who a lot of WWF fans might know. I just want to ask, what have they liked to work with and against? Two two pretty powerful guys, right? Animal, 300 pounds, uh, 23-inch arms, like legit. Mm. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk, super strong guys. They, They were... Ivan and I felt matched up pretty well with them, even though Ivan was was not as big a guy because I I carried a similar physique. Mm. Uh, it was easy to to match up against against them in matches and for it to be believable for the fans, right? Um, yeah. And and I believe we you know we had some good chemistry with each other. We were able to tell a good story um, leading you know leading into the the different outcomes when we worked against each other eventually as one of the superpowers we we would we would end up teaming up like for the war games and and six man and eight man matches and and so it was fun to be on that side of it mm. and and be able to and see fan reaction when all of us worked together so i enjoyed both sides of it Oh, awesome. Uh, you've just mentioned the War Games. I have to ask because it's one of the most iconic matches of all time. And it's just, it's brilliant. Like, just the way it's done. I just want to know what they like to work in uh, the War Games stipulation. Well, and I was fortunate and, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. That was, Dusty was a genius when it came to, to ideas, whether mm-hmm. it was the War Games, Great American Bash, Best of Seven against my series against Magnum TA for the US title. The War Games, you know, uh, of course, uh, so I had two runs at that one as as part of the superpowers and the and, and the road warriors against the horsemen, mm-hmm. and then later on as part of Sting's squadron, right? Yeah. Uh, myself, uh, Ricky Steamboat, um, Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, Sting, right? Mm-hmm. And and so they were fun. They were. It was a very unique match. I think the most memorable one, George, was the very first one, the yeah. match beyond. Because it had never been done before, nobody knew what to expect. The fans didn't know what to expect. We we didn't know what to expect. Yeah, we'd never been in one before. And looking back on it, I just I can I can remember. I mean, the electricity in the building that night, the excitement in the building, and and as it as it went back and forth, how mm. how the anticipation and excitement built. Till finally all, all 10 guys were in the ring. And uh, and then the explosion once once uh, the match ended uh, was just incredibly memorable. It's such a good match. And I want to ask quickly, actually, now, do you like WWE's version of War Games? 
You know, I honestly, I, I've never seen one. I, I don't really follow. My interaction with wrestling now is mainly with fans and autograph signings, mm. podcast interviews, those sorts of things. So I honestly don't really follow follow the wrestling business. I hear bits and pieces from the fans. Yeah. But I, I'll say that to say this, even though I, I don't, I feel I don't need to see it, George. I'll, I'll mm. give an old cliche out for you. <laughs> Often imitated, never duplicated. There's nothing like the original. That's fair, man. That's fair. It, it's quite, it's quite good to be fair, but the original is always the best. Um, I, I, I recommend any fans that listen to this episode and you have watched the War Games match before, do it. Just do it. Anyway, so I'd like to ask um, the four horsemen. Who did you enjoy working with the most out of the elite faction? Boy, I tell you, they were all they were all good in each in, in their own unique way. Obviously, you know my matches against Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight Title, mm. whether it was the Bash or Starcade or any match in between. The hundreds of matches I had against him were certainly memorable. Um, tag matches, six man, eight man. And any combination, they were also good. Tully Blanchard, uh, Arn Anderson, great, great ring psychology. Uh, both of those guys, you, 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 you weren't going to have a bad match with either one of those guys. Mm. Um, Ole Anderson, the the original, okay, one of the original Horsemen, uh, was a little a little more challenging to work with, but he was very schooled in the wrestling business. So, so you, again, you were going to have a, a decent match with him. And then eventually Lex Luger. So any combination of those guys, mm. you, you were. I think the fans were going to get their money's worth. Uh, they're great. They are probably the greatest faction of all time. I just can't think of anything else. Um, but I love, I love the four horsemen. I had to ask, and uh, didn't think it was fair for you to pick one. Actually, sorry. <laughs> um, I'd like to ask because in the NWA and WSW, I feel like you're pretty much the only person, one of the big stars, that never went to WWE. Were you ever tempted to go to WWE? Was there any negotiations or any talks? Or, you know, did Vince, you know, or were you just not interested? Did you just want to stay and, you know, do what you were doing because of the success you were having? Yeah, it's a great question. And, and uh, I, I think I am. I, I mean, I don't know how you would track this, but I probably probably am. I thought, I, I, at one point, I thought it was like uh, Sting and I were the only two that had never. And then, of course, Sting eventually went and yeah. was, was put on their payroll. And so I think you're probably right. I probably am. Maybe the only one, if not at least one of the few, who've never been on their payroll. I I, I look back at my career. The one, I mean, I I met Vince in a gym in Las Vegas back in the day when we were competing head to head with each other, and this is before the mm-hmm. Monday Night Wars, and we were competing, and and we just had a cordial conversation. It had nothing to do with business. I had never met him before. He had never met me, and we just had a cor- cordial conversation there in the gym. Um, I joke and say, if they ever reached out to me, they must have left a, a voicemail on, on my on my voice box, that, and I never got it, right? But uh, mm. somehow I missed it. But um, Barry Darso, who was wrestling with us uh, at the time as Crusher Khrushchev, uh, had shared with me he was going to leave and, and go and, and form this team demolition. And, you know, was I interested in, you know, being a part of that team? And, and honestly, George, when I look at how hard I worked on building the character of the Russian nightmare, I, I really wasn't interested in going there and changing characters mm. because of how hard I worked on it. 
And and even if I'd went, you know, the magazines were touting Hulk Hogan against Nikita Koloff at WrestleMania. Oh, um, that would have been we awesome. Well, that's what everybody says. They're uh, like, oh, that would have been an amazing <laughs> match. And, yeah. And so we never had those conversations. But looking back, it, it you know, it probably would have been fun to do. But but yeah. I have no regrets at staying with the NWA. Anyone who knows me for any length of time knows that I'm loyal to probably to a fault. And right. I just had this real sense of loyalty to the NWA, uh, to Jim Crockett for giving me my break which is why I personally never pursued uh, a career with them. And for whatever reason, they, they never, that I'm aware of, they never reached out to me. That would have been awesome. I mean, we could do fancy booking all day long, but that is one match that would have sold tickets. But um, I respect your decision as well. I 100% understand why you did it. And, you know, you would have the success in NWA. So, you know, it's always that risk as well. But I completely respect that. Um, you actually graduated from the same high school as Rick Rude, Kurt Hennig, Demolition Smash, who we just mentioned, and Tom Zink. Did, were you actually close with any of them uh, before wrestling? Yeah, it's kind of funny because, uh, and then there was a couple, couple other guys, John Nord, who wrestled as Nord the Barbarian, Nord the Berserker. Um, oh, wow. Nord, Nord was a part of that class. And in fact, mm. Nord and I graduated together. Darso graduated a year after us. And then Henning... Uh, Rude, Zinc, and a, a, a lesser-known Brady Boone all graduated a year before us. There were seven of us, and five of us one year all played on the same football team in high school. So, oh, cool. yeah, we, we knew each other pretty pretty well before mm. ever getting into wrestling. And no one back in those days, George, ever really, that I'm aware of, entertained the idea of getting into wrestling. Now, we knew mm. that Kurt Henning's dad was Larry the Axe Henning, Um but nobody really talked about, oh, one day I want to get into wrestling. But yeah. lo and behold, we all did and, and had some pretty decent careers. Uh, I tell people it must have been uh, the minerals in the water tower in, in Robbinsdale, <laughs> Minnesota, I guess. <laughs> I would have I hated to be the teacher that had to tell one of you off, like the size of you guys. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, awesome. Uh, Sting, who's been mentioned, uh, who's actually currently still actively wrestling. Uh, fair play to him, and I actually enjoy him in AEW. What was Sting like to work with? Pretty easy, pretty night, pretty night off. Again, we we had uh, developed a, uh, I feel a, a pretty good friendship mm -hmm. um, outside of the ring, and in fact, we're you know best of friends today. And and when I look back at at the matches that he and I had, and you know, especially the chain matches, you know, we had a brutal Russian chain match uh, more mm -hmm. than one, one occasion, um, but fairly easy to work with. And, and, and we had a very similar personalities outside of the ring. I mean, when it came to eating, exercising, you know, our, our attitude uh, towards the fans. And so, yeah, I really felt the chemistry was well mm -hmm. uh, and worked, worked, worked well against each other. And then while with each other later on. Oh, wicked. I do enjoy the uh, matches you had against Sting. I'd like to ask, what did you enjoy the most, working as a heel or as a babyface? You know, I get asked that question <laughs> all the time. And and uh, it's interesting. I like to say I'm just, I feel fortunate I got the opportunity to be on both sides and experience that. Mm. There, You know, there's a chance for, for your, your your audience that maybe doesn't, know a whole lot of the story about Magnum TA and his automobile accident that, you know, had he not had that accident in 1986, 
I don't know that I ever would have been a baby face. I don't know that I ever would have been on, on the good side of the tracks so mm. only because of, of the history he and I had, and he was being groomed to be the world heavyweight champion. Who knows? There may have been a best of seven for the world heavyweight belt, just like there was for the U.S. belt. Yeah. We'll never know. That's another thing like the whole Kogan match, right? Um, but I, I enjoyed being on both sides, and I'm glad I had that experience. That's great, mate. That's great. I have to ask, because he's one of my personal all-time favorites, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Do you have any funny Dusty Rhodes stories? The American dream, Dusty Rhodes, power, power, too sweet to be sour if you're real, <laughs> real. Jordan, the kid, call off and I, baby. You know, I'm the son of a plumber from Austin, Texas, but we became the superpowers if you're real, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't, want to actually, I didn't want to ask if you could do an impression, but just in case you didn't want to do it, but thank you. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a little taste of both, okay? Yes. Um, man, I, I have great, such great memories of Dusty. I mean, uh, not only working with him, but, you know, he and I used to travel. I mean, we traveled a lot together once we became the superpowers. Mm. Um up and down the road he had this this convertible red convertible mercedes benz that we used to fly up and down the highway in and and interestingly he would i joke i said he would always drive um he would always want to take his car and drive and i don't know if that's because he didn't trust my driving abilities uh or or if he just <laughs> enjoyed driving yeah but um and we had so many great conversations and I mean, we go back to we go back to when Cody Rhodes was it was in diapers, right? So um, I remember when Cody was born, and but we just had great conversations on a personal level, talking about life, and mm. and then of course, as I mentioned, uh, all of the ingenious ideas that he had, and matches he created, and 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 the outcomes. Um, Man, I, I just uh, I loved the man right up to his you know right up to his passing. We weren't as close the yeah. last few years of his life, only because you know I was on this you know this ministry path and he was still involved in in wrestling. But we would see each other every now and then, and when we did, it was we just picked up where we left off and hugged each other's necks and 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 had some good laughs. Uh, that's great to hear, man. Honestly, I'm so glad I got to ask you and hear the impressions and just hear that you, you know, had wonderful times with him. And it, it does suck that the wrestling world did lose him um, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, I've actually got a fan question uh, from Roger Rose. He would like to know, what is your favourite feud? And he would like for me to tell you, um, best wishes and thanks for the childhood memories. I uh, will tell him that. Well, thank you, Um for being a fan, being a longtime loyal fan, I, I will always say, uh, certainly without question, the most, uh, when I'm out doing autograph signings, et cetera, the most uh, talked about is the best of seven series for the U.S. title against Magnum TA. And Magnum's style of wrestling, my style of wrestling, built, uh, worked into he had that all-American look, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm the, you know, the, 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 the dirty Russian, you know, the, the, everybody loved to hate. And, and then I, now we're wrestling for the U S heavyweight title, the, the, the contract signing where, where his mom is there and Ivan and I leave him laying 
you know, we get in a dispute at the contract signing that leads into him being stripped of the belt and us being wrestling in, in the best of seven. And then the way we, we, we unfolded that story, right. Where I went up one to nothing, two to nothing, three to nothing. It looked like I was going to sweep him. Right. Uh, and then he comes back and it's three to one, three to two, three to three leading into that seventh and final match in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, Eventually winning the belt, as you mentioned, one of the longest reigning U.S. champions um, brings back uh, incredible memories. And, 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 and Terry and I are we, we're friends to this day. We, we, we talk all the time with each other and it just led to eventually to a great friendship. No, awesome. Awesome. One, it's not necessarily a question, but I'd like to just say because, you know, Dark Side of the Ring is such a popular thing. And I think a lot of sometimes people like to focus on the negatives but I think it's so great because I find you such an inspiration um, outside of the ring I'm talking about you know it's so positive and you know with your ministry so I just want to give you a shout out basically myself and I absolutely respect what you do uh, one last question I will have for you and I'll let you go because I know you've got a busy day and thank you for coming on to the podcast it's been tremendous what do you like to do in your spare time um, I still, all these years later, um, going to the gym. Mm -hmm. and, and so I have been consistently lifting weights, exercising. Now, I, I, it's it's different now than, than uh, say, back in the wrestling days where where I go to the gym probably, probably two plus hours a day, right, yeah. to, to maintain that physique. And, and I love to eat back in those days. And so, you know, I... I so my workouts have changed. I do more, you know, lighter weights and, and I don't spend nearly as much time, really less than an hour in the gym. But but 50 years from when I first started lifting weights, I'm still lifting weights. So consistently, 50 years of exercising, weightlifting, and, and really enjoy that. Uh, I, enjoy, I enjoy playing golf. I don't play a lot of golf. Mostly I play in in celebrity tournaments, if, if, if it's a good cause, mm -hmm. if they're raising money for a good cause, uh, I'll play in celebrity tournaments. Like I just recently played in one for uh, raising money for the uh, for the military, mm -hmm. uh, for the U.S. military, and, and so it was a great cause. And and and, co and college football, I, I really enjoy watching college football. Um, and and last but not least. Um, going out and, and, and experiencing what I call fine dining and, and just enjoying a, a really good meal. Um, maybe one of the higher end restaurants mm. uh, just was out last night, sitting out on the patio deck, uh, just, just taking in the, you know, the, the, the beauty of the day and, and enjoying that. And so those are some of the hobbies or some of the things that, that keep me busy. And when I'm not, as you mentioned, I appreciate you know giving a shout out to the ministry. Um, and well, and one I'll mention one more recent thing. You know, as I'm interviewing on your podcast last year, you know, I launched uh, the Man Up the Man Up podcast. Uh, never never envisioned I'd have a podcast, <laughs> but that opportunity opened up. Just like I never envisioned I'd be a pro wrestler, just like that opportunity opened up, and. Uh, and so I really enjoy. Like I'll I'll head to the studio tomorrow to record some shows in in the studio, and I've had fun. Really, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you know, do, doing, uh, you know, developing uh, the, the podcast show. So, and I appreciate you, again, I appreciate you having me on today. No, I, I, I've really enjoyed listening to you speak. Um, I think I can tell if I, when I rewatch this back, I'm generally smiling. I've enjoyed hearing stories, the Dusty Rose impression. Yes. Um, but it's been tremendous. <laughs> I know certain one of my mates, Bobby, he'll, he's going to love this episode, but it's been a fantastic episode. And where can fans find you on social media? I appreciate it. Here's here's the easiest thing, and I didn't even think about this, but I just mm. I just did a, an updated version of my last book, Nikita: A Tale of the Ring of Redemption, mm -hmm. uh, where I I wrote about seven or eight new chapters, added more pictures, um, and and so there's book writing. I guess I should have thrown that in. I I enjoy writing. I'm writing a fourth book right now, so I do enjoy writing. But it's kind of a one stop shop if they want to connect with me on social media. If they want to link to the podcast, if they mm -hmm. want to learn more about the ministry, if they want to purchase a couple of the books, they can do all that at koloff.net, my website, koloff.net. If they'll, if they'll go onto that website, all the links are there. Mm -hmm. They can link with me. Like I said, follow me on social media every day. I'm just trying to, you know, and encourage somebody, you know, brighten somebody's day by a, Mm. by a post on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, just, uh, just impact somebody's life in a positive way. That's my goal now. So. And you are, you've impacted um, many, many childhood memories like Roger Rose, who I asked a question for earlier and many fans still talk about to this day. You're such a, an inspiration. I'm going to put all those details down in the description uh, below when this gets uploaded very shortly. I want to thank you for coming on today. I've really enjoyed today's episode. And for everyone that's listened to this episode, there's going to be more episodes of What Do You Call It? podcast coming out soon. Also, it's coming home. special announcement for my next guest hey, the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff here and you are listening to what do you call it podcast stay tuned you heard <laughs>